Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. We have a special guest with us again today. So, uh, Father Peter Teresa is hello. along am I, uh, with me, Father Anthony. Good to be uh, here. And we have uh, Joe Enos with us. Hi, Joe. Joseph. Joseph, thanks. Sorry, yes, Joseph Enos. <laughs> Very good. Um, Joseph is one of the elders um, from the Tohono O'odham Nation, um, and but lives currently here on the Gila River and has been working with the Gila River community for a number of years as a counselor. Um, and in his retirement, continues to care for the community. Has, is living with the sisters over at St. Peter's right now, uh, yeah. while his house is being renovated. He had a big black mold problem, so. But it's been actually a big blessing in his life to be able to to be with the sisters and, and to pray um, and to take that that time of contemplation. And he agreed to come with us as we're doing this series to really talk about uh, Native American Catholics and their stories. So, Joe, can you tell us a little bit just about the Tohono O'odham Reservation and your people? It's a vast place and uh, has about um, a lot of villages mm. all over the reservation. And uh, it's about the size of Connecticut and the state of Connecticut. And uh, uh, we have a tribal government, and we have a judicial system, and all kinds of programs to administer to the residents, to the tribal members. Um, our reservation runs parallel to Mexico, the Mexican border, and some of our people live in Mexico. And uh, my mother is from Mexico, although she's Tohono uh, O'odham, and uh, moved to the to the north part of the reservation earlier in her life, and moved off the reservation to work on the ranches, the farms and uh, eventually married my father, who's from the north end of the reservation in a little community called Chucho. And uh, that's where he took my mom, and that's where we were raised, and that's where I grew up in Chucho, 10 miles south of Casa Grande. Hmm. Okay, wonderful. And tell me a little bit about your childhood. How many brothers and sisters do you have? What was, what was it like growing up in Chucho? At that time, we had water. Uh, water has, has always been real crucial yeah. to our uh, existence. And uh, we had a lot of water, a lot of farming, a lot of cotton, mm. a lot of corn, a lot of alfalfa. And each family had a garden, and we just raised all kinds of things. Tepary beans, watermelons, squash, sugar cane, um, cantaloupes, um, all kinds of things. And... Uh, we ate a lot of foods that we grew, and uh, we ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Eating is good. I'm about to say, yeah. it's how we gather together. Yeah. How beautiful. And then, um, did you grow up Catholic? And how was the, what was the part of the faith life like as a child? Yeah, uh, Chucha has always um, since at the north end of the reservation, and it's the first village you, you encounter. Uh, we've always had priests, and uh, they always came. They never lived, or some of them lived there uh, with us, but a lot of them had other places to go, so they kind of traveled through the reservation. And uh, so we've always had uh, priests, and I was born and raised Catholic, and 
at the time the church was really active, or the priests had a lot of services, uh, we'd have benediction and mass mm -hmm. on Sundays, and uh, the priests were always there for us, and we didn't have uh, more TV at the time, and so there were no distractions, and so we just mm -hmm. focused on the Catholic faith, Catholic church, and we celebrated our feast, uh, feast of uh, St. Augustine, that was the name of our church, or as we say, St. Augustine. And so we celebrated different uh, feast days in our church, Corpus Christi and uh, baptisms and marriages and of course funerals. So our, the faith was very active at that time when I was a little boy. And uh, I grew up there and uh, we had a little uh, Bureau of Independent School that went up to the sixth grade and I finished there. And then I came to the Gila River Indian Reservation mm -hmm where there was a boarding school that was uh, open and active. So I spent my uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade here at uh, St. John's mm. in District 6. And then I went to St. Anthony Seminary in Santa Barbara and graduated there in 1961 and started their college and at that time realized that perhaps I wasn't meant to be a priest. Mm. And so I left and uh, went into the military for three years and... Uh, Went to Germany and uh, spent two years there and came back and started college and never finished college. Uh, had trouble with uh, addictions, alcohol. So uh, then I kind of just drifted here and there and different programs and mainly focused on education. And that's where I ended up on the back on my reservation working for the education program. And then eventually uh, sobered up and worked with the alcoholism program for a long time and eventually started my own uh, services and sessions and self-esteem and uh, at the same time uh, revived my my faith in the Catholic Church and ended up working with the Catholic Church and becoming a, a Eucharistic minister and really focused on us at the time, Kateri uh, Tekakwitha and uh, prayed for her uh, her canonization, which happened mm. uh, in 1912. And uh, so that's the high point in my life. 2012. I'm sorry, 2012. Uh, so, and here I am, uh, still Catholic, uh, growing in the faith and uh, wanting to go to the mountains and become a hermit. <laughs> I love it. And uh, then come back to... Uh, uh, to the city and have a Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like our kind of hermit. Yeah, that's my kind of hermit for sure. Uh, there, there was a lot there, but I, can, I would love to hear more about the canonization of St. Kateri. What was it like being in Rome? And then you actually were a part of the ceremonies as well. If you could tell us a little bit about that, we'd really appreciate it. Well, <laughs> excuse me, prior to the canonization, we had a a Kateri conference every year in different parts of the United States. And we'd all travel there, either Montana, New York, uh, Oklahoma, different places, South Dakota. We'd all go and got to know other people from other tribes and really focused on on prayer so Kateri could be canonized. And it happened. And we worried because, or I worried because, it may not happen in my lifetime. Mm. 
uh, because I was getting old and older. And uh, but lo and behold, uh, there was an announcement saying that she would be canonized, and uh, we all saved our monies. And uh, uh, the district that I come, that I live in, on the Thorn Autumn Reservation, provided some funds also for us, and so that was enough to. Uh, take us to Rome. And uh, I'd been in Rome before through another program, but just briefly. But this time we were there for like uh, about a week, uh, attending all the uh, the different great gatherings. But it was kind of a, a very spiritual thing for myself, as, it, as I'm sure it was for everybody, everybody else. And uh, uh, really tried to savor the the essence of the of the canonization what it really means and once once dedication to god and uh and eventually surrendering to god and uh that was something that uh is not it's not in our in our culture i mean we believe in our culture and follow the rules and all that but never to the extent where we kind of remove ourselves and just focus on god so it was very, very powerful for me. And I got to know the director of the uh, Kateri Conference, uh, Sister Kateri, uh, Sister Kateri Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And we became friends. And uh, she eventually became uh, the director of the program. And she asked me, she knew I liked to sing. So she said, uh, uh, at the canonization, uh, could you sing with the Mohawk Choir? and uh, sing with them and eventually sing one of your songs and said, sure. So at the canonization, I sang with the Mohawk Choir and uh, it was beautiful. Uh, uh, and the canonization was on a Sunday and on a Monday we had masses for, the, for all the candidates that were canonized. So we had a mass each hour within St. Peter's Basilica and Kateri Mitchell told me that I would open up the Mass with my song or with a song. So I did that. And I, that was the song that I sang at, uh, at the Mass following the verification the next day on a Monday. I was nervous, but I managed to calm myself and sang the song. Can you tell me what Sanctuary means to you personally? First of all, she's, she's very quiet. Mm like Native people are, like Native women. Very, um, very quiet, but very spiritual. Uh, uh, it's almost like uh, being very, uh, being in the state of grace, just hmm. yeah. just being here and uh, uh, living here uh, with God in her heart. And, and that's what she did. And uh, that's what Kateri did. And uh, uh, made uh, the supreme sacrifice of fleeing from her, her village and going to, to Canada to live as a Christian in a Christian community. And that says a lot. And the fact that she died so young also says a lot. And uh, the miracle that happened was her skin uh, clearing after her death from the scars from the smallpox that she had as a child. And uh, so I think that what she's doing right now is praying for 
not only for the native peoples, but for the world because mm -hmm. of uh, what we've done to uh, the planet. Uh, I think that as a native person, she understood plants and animals and mountains and birds and uh, flowers. And I think she knew that we are all part of that, that we're all part of, of that creation, God's creation, intensely. But she was able to maintain her, her sense of balance in all this. And uh, that speaks volumes to me. And she uh, she's in prayer for us every day. And she'll be with us and welcome us to heaven. And she's an incredible person. If you get to know her, you, you just can't imagine anybody. In that, in that light, I mean, we have saints galore. <laughs> And they all come from different perspectives and and uh, different ways of life and different cultures. But Katerius is uh, sp specifically native. Uh, I don't know how to put that, but she was one with creation, more so than most saints. And uh, I know saints prayed a lot and knew God and and understood creation. But I think in Katerius' case, she was just one with God through creation. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You talked about your journey out of alcoholism. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that occurred? Th that was interesting. I thought I'm very aware of my 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 being, my heart, my soul, and uh, I look back and understand totally what happened, and uh, and. Uh, I, I guess, like, eventually I knew. I knew that I would stop the alcoholism and the drugs. And and I told friends of mine that I I want to stop this insanity and, and pray. Mm. I, I want to pray. And they, uh, they would all listen to me and perhaps didn't understand what I was saying. But eventually I did. I called upon the mercy of God and... Um, and he, he heard my, my, my plea, my cry, mm -hmm. and uh, helped me because I understood that there was more to life than the alcohol and the drugs and, and that I was wasting my time and wasting my body and my thinking and my soul to this insanity. And so I prayed and uh, went to AA meetings and AA program is a spiritual program. Really got involved in that and eventually just kind of drifted away to to the, to the Catholic Church where I belonged. And after that, things just started to happen and here I am um, wanting to get closer to God and uh, pray for the people, pray for the world and pray for myself. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I have some Thank questions you. about kind of current, but I know there was a, a lot of kind of parts of the story in a fellow preacher. So if you have any questions from that, that, that the story that you've told, because I really want to talk about your ministry now, um, what you've been doing, and that's going to the people and being with people. And a lot of people come to you with spiritual problems, spiritual difficulties and struggles. And you said your faith uh, has, has been such a, a blessing to you. I'd like to hear about some of the ministry you're doing now to the people and, and what that entails. Well, I've always believed in prayer, and, and prayer is the key to everything. Mm. We have to pray. You can't be out there doing your ministry without prayer. The Eucharist is totally incredible. Um, 
I'm beginning to have uh, experiences with the Eucharist in, in a very unique way, and it uh, there is no way I would ever leave the Eucharist or mm. deny the Eucharist. Uh, I don't understand the Mass. I mean, I do understand enough to the point where I want to be there, but I know there's so much more that I, I don't know. Uh, I know I understand the sacrifice, but to understand the depth of the love that's there is unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not only that, but also the sacrifice that's involved in the Eucharist and blows my mind. And uh, uh, I'm there at the Eucharistic service and I'm just sitting there just waiting to understand it more. Um, I read, but I think reading doesn't get to the point. It does, but but to be there physically and emotionally and spiritually and just be present to the Eucharist is, is what is really needed. And I tell people that my life today, as I grow old, uh, about half of my life is in the spirit world uh, with God, Mary, St. Joseph, uh, and the other half is, like I said, going to Waterburg. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and that's the reality. I don't know computers. I'm aware of computers. So I'm not into the electronics. Uh, uh, I believe it's beneficial, but as far as I'm concerned at the moment, I'd rather pray and read and uh, watch EWTN and uh, live Catholic, I guess as they say. Mm-hmm. Um and I like solitude a lot. I love solitude. I'm, I look for places where I can be by myself. And uh, uh, I'm limited now with my walker. I use a walker. But before my walker, I used to just spend hours in the desert with the mountains and the creosote and uh, the animals and uh, the clouds and the blue sky and the animals and um, just spend time walking in the desert and at night, praying in the desert, raising, uplifting my arms up to God and just praising God. Mm. That's really beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. You kind of gave us a brief sketch of your life and I wish we had you know, hours to talk about each little season of it, but just growing up kind of in a, in a farm community uh, with a strong community and strong faith and then some time in seminary and then some time in the army and uh, and then this conversion back to the faith. So I'm wondering if there's like anything you can point to from your childhood that really just kind of planted the seeds or just laid the foundation for you um, and your faith that has now helped you get to where you are right now. I think it was many people, as they say, there are role models. And mm. my mother was a, a, a prayerful person. And she would go and pray for people and pray at wakes and funerals and sing. She loved to sing with other ladies. And I saw that. And I saw families going to church. Uh, We went as a family and I saw other families. And so I kind of was programmed in that way. But I was also programmed in alcoholism because my father was an alcoholic. Mm. So I believe that... uh, a lot of people today are programmed in a negative way. And so, but 
when I ask God for uh, for help from my drugs and alcohol, that was what came back to me was the prayer of my people, uh, my mother and uh, my relatives. We're always given a chance. We're always given a chance. We're always given a chance to try and rectify things. And, and it's up to us. And God forever gives us chances. And so we need to listen and, and, and pray and pray and turn this around. I have hope in my heart that things will change, if not in a big way, at least in small ways, so we can all be on the same page and be together. Yeah. Yeah, and no matter how it turns out, how things turn out in the world, because the world is temporary anyway, mm-hmm. you know, so, but it's, it's, the question is time. How much time do we have? Right. And I think there's no there's no time to panic, but just calm down and say we're in God's hands and he will take care of us in his own way, in his own time. But we as humans want to know when, you know, mm-hmm. or, and of course what we can do. And I think it's just live a life of prayer right. and mm-hmm. pray for the world and pray that we'll all be okay no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you to be a Native American Catholic? It, it's, uh, like I always say, um, I'm Native American, and I have good friends from other races, other tribes. It doesn't matter what tribe you belong to. It's, it's who you are as a person. Um, like, it's a trip to be Indian. It's, I, I just enjoy being a Native. It's, <laughs> and, but if I was Japanese, it still would be a trip to be Japanese. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I, I love meeting people, and I love cultures. Uh, I spent two years in Germany, in Deutschland, in the military, in the army, and just went crazy with the culture and the language. I learned a conversation in German, and could say "Ich heiße Josef, ich bin Amerikanisch Indianer," <laughs> <laughs> and I, I learned I learned to navigate G- Germany. Uh, on the trains and streetcars and knew where I was going and could speak a little German. And my first word in German was Bahnhof, train station. Mm. Yeah. I'd wander in the city and get lost and just approach the German and say, Bahnhof. And they would just go, oh, directing me. <laughs> and that's how I learned German, along mm-hmm. with a course in a conversation in German. So those kinds of things, it's just, it's amazing to be, like I get excited from when I hear other languages. I don't understand what they're speaking, but it just sounds beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Or them singing or doing a dance or just to be there in, in their presence, in their aura and appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and, and being Catholic is, it, it just totally enhances your life. Um, Things happen that just reassures you that you're on the right track. Today, before I left my room, uh, I always try to catch the EWTN masses just because of the consecration. Mm. Yeah. And I turned the TV on, and they were uplifting the host. 
Mm. Wow. I thank you, God. Yeah. So you just stand there and take time out and live that. God is good. Amen. Amen. Very good. Very good. Well, that seems like a great ender for us right there, Joe. Yes. Uh, how beautiful. Thank you so God much. God is good. And, and yeah. thank you for these reflections these past two times. Uh, yeah. It's been very enlightening to just kind of learn yes. a little bit about um, you, you know, about uh, your the, your culture and about your faith and how strong your faith is and how beautiful it is to see how, you know, even just you like watching the moment of consecration on EWTA because even that just brings you closer to Jesus and how beautiful that is. Um, and so we have our fun question for the day. Um, and and really uh, what I'd like to, to ask you about is um, this kind of time you had in the military in this time in Germany, I think is really fascinating. And you've been to a lot of different places. You've been to a lot of different states. You've been to other countries. Um, what are what, what is your favorite place? What has been your favorite place to visit and why? I attended uh, the ship of the Seven Seas. It was a, an educational ship out of Orange County in California. And I got a scholarship and I went and uh, with other students. And we went to Tahiti, New Zealand, Australia, Singapore, mm. Ceylon, India, Africa, up the Suez Canal to Egypt. I mean, to Greece, Algeria, Morocco, and up in New York. And uh, I went around the world. Wow. And oh, so awesome. fascinated with India. Oh, yeah. India, mm. India. Saw the suffering, saw mm. the strength of the people, just fascinated. Uh, Nairobi, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro a little bit. And again, just fascinated with the people. Um, I just had a really good time in the, all the countries. And I've got like, like, like cultures cultural exchanges, like languages, food. I like the different kinds of food. Yeah, yeah. And, and of he, course, at the time I drank, and I drank banana beer in Nairobi and <laughs> didn't get wasted, but I got close to it. <laughs> but I got a buzz anyway. So No no Whataburger in Nairobi. No Whataburger yeah. in Nairobi, yes. Oh, thank you so much. So that's fascinating. That, that yeah. sounds like a one. How long was that trip? It was for four and a half months. Wow. It was too short. Yeah, it was too short, sure. and when I think about it today, in my old age, it was like it was a dream. I had a dream, yeah. mm -hmm. and went to these places, although I was physically there. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. But it's and I like water. I was on the ocean all that time. Yeah, and the ocean speaks to me, and so that's beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a beautiful time. My life has been good. Yeah, and yeah. it's still good. Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Will you close us in a prayer before our Father sure. gives us a blessing? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. My dear Heavenly Father, bless you today because you blessed us and you made us and you made us in your image and that's a really beautiful thing. And Heavenly Father, you know our hearts, you know our hearts. Help us to know your heart so much more and so much better uh, than you know ours so we can be in your heart forever. And Heavenly Father, as we come into your heart, we will bring all the peoples to your heart. And we will all be one people as you want us, only in your heart, Heavenly Father. So bring us to your heart with all the holy angels and saints and all the peoples of the world. This we pray in the most holy, precious, sweet name 
of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 And the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.